What's up? Fuck yes, welcome after the hype. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. Howdy. Samantha Garrison. Yep. And oh my god, Emily Blake is back. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Just destroying that microphone. <laughs> and apparently her vocal cords. <laughs> I have her turn. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, every car that was listening to this in the forefront just swerved to the right a little bit. I mean, I think they'll be fine because it definitely just peaked like hell. So all they're going to hear is, hey! I like to make an entrance. Uh, there you go. And this week we have special guest back again, Michaela Newsom. Hi! Hi! Uh, I gave Michaela a really tough choice this week of, do you want to talk about a movie that you've probably not heard of, or maybe had some interest in, or a movie that you absolutely have no interest in watching? And you picked the, the, the latter, for some strange reason. And I'm really glad I did. <laughs> it, was, it was really worth it. Yeah, it's uh, th- this was a fun movie. The other yeah. one was, whew, we'll listen to that next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you'll have listened to it last week, right? No, I'm doing this one first. Time oh, okay. travel. Yeah. Smart, yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh, that's just better for my head of like, oh, I'm recording this first, so I'll release this first. Okay. <laughs> that's just kind of how it Otherwise, it gets really timey-wimey yeah, and I, head-hurty. And mm-hmm. then I get frustrated, and then I make mistakes. Like, I had to cut something out of an episode because I was, like, promoting something that had already come out. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no more time traveling. Yeah, no, I, I'm done with time travel. It doesn't work well. Uh, so let's do it. Where have you been doing? I will go first. I finished Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it took me the better part of two and a half months to do it. Uh, I think it is a great game. I think when this generation is over, it will be possibly the best game of this generation. Um, but the last 10 hours, I think, undercut what was a beautiful story, unlike anything I'd ever seen in a video game, where I actually felt like I had lost something, like I actually was grieving something, me the human, at the end of that story, and then they do a 10-hour epilogue of I don't give a fuck, and it's still a very entertaining story, it's still good, but it's just like, what the hell is this doing here, and why do I have to play it? Like, it felt like this should have been DLC three months after the game came out, instead of, like, the tacked-on story, because it just did not work kind of like in any game where you you beat the game before doing any of the side stuff and then it's like well you can still do the side stuff if you want it's like well no i don't actually yeah but now you have this weird cut scene at the beginning of all that side stuff of like who are you and he's like well i was a friend of that guy and it's like oh great sorry there's a spoiler there if you have never played a red dead game your character will die it's just a thing that happens in every one of the games but that's fine uh but the way it happened in this game i won't spoil and it is beautiful and so well done and then 10 hours of an epilogue that's a whole fucking game People pay $60 for a 10-hour experience. But, nope, you just kind of have to slog through it. And it's <laughs> fine, I guess. But I'm still kind of annoyed about it. But otherwise, the game is fantastic and everyone should play it. That's it for me. All right, well, uh, unlike you, I, I played a very short game. And uh, it's called Tetris 99, which Whoa. is a Battle Royale Tetris game where you're playing against 98 other people to try to knock them off the board. And, uh, man, is it stressful. And, wow, am I not good at Tetris. <laughs> Because the, the idea is that as you clear lines, you can send garbage bits to people that you choose out of the 98, and they can send them back to you. And there's other modifiers where you can send garbage bits to people who are attacking you or people who are almost about to lose. And people like to do that. When they see that other people are about to lose, they'll send all the bits to them. Very fast-paced, very stressful. I think the first game gave me a false sense of uh, hope because I got like eighth place, and I was like, ooh, I, got, I, got, I made it to eighth place, which was really good. And then afterwards, I've never, I never breached uh, 50. <laughs> Oh, so it was like 8th place and then 89th place and then 60 and then 65 and then 70 and then 60. Like, I've been doing it a couple times and, whew, those people are intense. I think I'd be in the 90s every time. It's fast. I get, like, I get really mad at Tetris and then I make mistakes. Yep. And then I get mad at those mistakes and then I'm out. I get stressed like, immediately when the game starts. It gives you like, okay, now 80, uh, 60 people have joined the room. 80 people have joined the room. 90, and it makes you wait and then it's like, go, go, go. And it's like, oh, go, fuck, fuck, fuck. Does it play the Tetris song? Yeah, well, a, a, a revised version of it. Okay. That, that's so. all that matters. If you don't have that song, it's not Tetris. But it gives a stressful association because it's also a faster-paced version of the song, too. You're like, so, so you're playing this game that stresses you out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to see, yeah. It's like the opposite of Stardew Valley, which is there to be relaxing. This, I just need to up the anxiety levels a little bit. <laughs> For when your life is not stressful enough with your two kids and your full-time job. Yeah. I'm uh, too it, chill. Yeah, I'm too chill. I need to ramp it up. But it is fun, though, in, in a competitive way. So if you're feeling competitive, it's fun. And it's free. Free on the Switch. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. Sam, what about you? 
I finished Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was weird. I'm very excited for a second season. Diego can suck it, but all the other characters are really good and interesting, so I would say check it out. Emily, what about you? I was on set, um, but I still found time to watch a Netflix show called Losers. It's only eight episodes, and it's about uh, a bunch of... It's, it's Each episode takes an athlete who lost, who had huge expectations, and then just crashed and burned, and then made lemonade. Uh, so it's a it's like a really great emotion. Some are better than others, but there's really great emotional journeys about how to cope with um, not living up to these expectations that everyone put on you and how you can sort of, what happens if you're not the best? What happens if you don't win? What happens, you know, if your life doesn't go the way it's supposed to and everyone's disappointed in you? How do you salvage that and make your life better? And I found it, like, even though I'm not really an athletic person, I found it very inspirational. So which episode's about Derek Rose? Who? It's <laughs> a, a basketball joke for you. I don't. Is know it a docu series or is it fiction? It's a docu series. Oh, okay, cool. So it follows. So Derek it, it, Rose would still make sense. Okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know anything about sports. He was a Chicago Bulls player who just kept getting. He was like really good, but he mm. kept getting he, hurt, and he, he never like, played a full oh. season. Yeah, he was like the best ever. That's definitely and someone then, who would be on this yeah, show. And then got injured, and then injured, and then injured, and now he's just trash. Oh, I don't no. think he's playing anymore. Yeah. Like, but well, it's also about people who've like made good out of it, you know? He might now. Like, the very first episode was actually my favorite. It's about a boxer whose dad, he only went into boxing because his dad wanted him to. And uh, he just never really loved boxing, but he was really good at it because he pushed himself because he wanted to make his dad happy. And then when he had to get out of boxing because he was too injured, he was like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. And now he's like a, spoiler alert, now he's like a consultant for actors in Hollywood and uh, and teaches them how to box and he's so happy and it's like, yay, that that I found most inspirational. It's like sometimes it's okay to lose and then find what you really want to be doing. You know, there is life after like a loss. That's awesome. Nice. Last but not least. Okay, so I'm going to come back to Umbrella Academy now. (laughs) So I also love this show but here is my critique, right? So if you, like if you watch the show and you love it, you have to read the comics. Even if you're not a comic reader, like I am not a comic reader, but you need to because they take the first two books and make it and combine both storylines together and they merge it in a bizarre way to make season one. And you understand why they do it when you read the books. You're like, okay, I see why you did it because maybe this wouldn't have worked for TV. But they also make all the characters whiny little bitches. In the actual comic, yeah, they're clearly emotionally stunted and they have drug and alcohol problems, but they're not doing all of the crying and screaming and being ridiculous. And they're so much more powerful in the comic. Like, they turn their powers down so much to the point that, like, there's a, a couple scenes with Klaus that they change. And when you see that compared to the comic, you're like, why did they make him a little bitch when Loki, he is the strongest character. Like, he saves the world twice. Okay. And that's when you, when you read that, you're like, okay, the, you, you all fucked up with this. I want to talk to your script manager. I want to know <laughs> who approved this. I want to know where Gerard Way, was he on tour? Did he see this? Did he read it? Because you made some changes that I don't agree with. He was with. a big part of it. I know, and I'm upset with him. <laughs> That's I'm, why the music was so good. I, the music I, was so good. Yo, the so dance good. montages? The oh, dance montages. It was like, it reminded me of Sense8 in the best way. Yes. Yes. It's like, everybody's having a good time to a song I like. Oh my God, watching Tom Hopper like do that yes. little dancing upstairs like he's like jamming out it's so good because oh, not his body is not built to dance no <laughs> and the dance montages are like the perfect addition but i'm just telling you like even if you don't read comics they're super quick read just read them i don't know what they're gonna do with season two because they messed up the storyline so much that i don't know what they're gonna do but Maybe they're just trying to do their own thing and they're just going to do something completely different and hopefully it'll be beautiful and they'll tone down the crying and everyone will get a therapist. And this is my last critique, my last critique of Umbrella Academy. Who the fuck picked out that Alison Hargreave weave? I see you wanted to make her look like Beyonce because you want to make her like the most famous person in the world. That weave (laughs) was so volumeless and sad it was long and stringy. First of all, that looks like it was three bundles. You all have the budget for a minimum of five. I don't understand, and I would like to discuss that with the designer. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> there is something I have not picked up on in that show. Yeah, but, you're but, right, but her now hair really could have been more and like... And when you think oof. about it, you're like, 
it, they almost wanted to make it look natural, but nobody's natural hair is that volumeless. Mm-hmm. So you didn't. Why do you think I keep mine short? And, and, <laughs> and you're like, and I beg just... to differ. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, it's it's bizarre. And like, like the more I watch the show, the more that weave. I was trying to figure out if it was a weave or a wig or extensions. I spent a lot of time thinking about this because that's how much it irritated me. And you me. came up with weave, you think? Yeah, I think it's a weave. I think it could be a full lace front, but whomever picked it out was not black. That's definitely not her hair, is what it, you're saying. Yeah, it's not yeah. because nobody's hair hates them that much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why do you think I keep mine short? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we're just going to move past John's sad relationship with his hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we're going to start talking about today's movie, which was. To tremendous applause from absolutely nobody, Anna and the Apocalypse, Woo! the unseen movie of last year. Uh, if you are not, if I wasn't a fan of CW, I don't think I would have ever even heard of this movie because they played the ads on that like fucking crazy. Um, and since I watch every single show in the Arrowverse, I see this. Ad. I saw this ad a lot, um, but I only saw like the twenty second spot. And decided not to watch the trailer, so I didn't know anything other than a lot of people that I hadn't heard of, really liked it in big splatter reviews all over the screen. And that's all I got from it. And then we saw it. Um, I, I didn't really bother with the uh, the reviews. Reviews were in like the somewhere between the 40s and 60s kind of across the board. And I think that's probably fair. I'd say kind of middle range. Um, we'll get into why I, I don't think that's a mean review and why I think it earned it and why that's not a bad thing later. Um, and money-wise, it made fucking none. Mm. Nobody saw this. Um, and I think that's interesting. Um, but before we get too far into anything, we should probably say what happens in the movie in what we like to call a 30 second breakdown. You have to sing it. Oh God. <laughs> if only I could, I swear guys, if I had vocals, you would hate me cause I would never shut up. <laughs> I would walk down the street singing. We've had one person successfully do that. And I, I don't think I'd ever ask somebody to do it again because I can't believe it worked the one time. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm trying to think of how you would sing this one though. Uh, you you got to channel your best high it's school It's going to be musical. very poppy. Yeah. Yeah, I think poppy. you have to bring in jazz hands. Like, I think we'd have to Lots do that. Lots of jazz hands. I feel like the, the Little Mermaid provided us with such a great template, though. Like, look at these undead. Aren't they great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Singing and dancing is not second rate. Whoa. <laughs> Did you plan that? No, I'm just like, this is the template that I use to make That's up amazing. all songs. Wow. See? We should have given Sam a heads up. Yeah. She could have written it for us. It would have been beautiful. <laughs> I love making up songs. And you're so good at it. You're so good at it. All right, you ready for this? Yep. All right, so here we go. Anna and the Apocalypse in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go! Musical zombies. And then, of course, there's high schoolers. There's drama. There's love. They hate everyone. They want to go away. They don't want to go to college. And then what happens? Fucking virus attacks. It's horrible. Parents are eaten. There's an evil school principal. Love will find its way, but not really because everyone dies except for the main character. All right. Yeah, I think that works. And you had it's a little bit good. of time to spare. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That that actually sums everything up. I've got oh, nothing. I, oh, I forgot the Christmas. Oh, it takes oh, place at Christmas. Christmas. There. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as much care as they put into it. Um, yeah, I know. Right? Like, and by the way, it's just fucking Christmas yeah. for some reason. Oh, right fuck. Now. We haven't mentioned Christmas in a while. How about zombie Santa at the end? <laughs> Done. Um, all right. So let's just do a, a quick hot take around the table first and just kind of see our, our general opinion of it. Mine, I kind of said when I was doing the breakdown of it, I think middle-ish scores. I think that's about honest and I think that's fine. I, I think it earned those things because there's things that it does really well and things that it doesn't. Um, so I ended up liking it. Uh, John, what about you? Yeah, I liked it as well. It was a fun, entertaining rental. Yeah. Sam? I thought it was really fun. It definitely has its problems, but there is also a Penguin musical number. Yeah. And that is all I need in life, really. Yeah, I hope we're not fighting for that quote, because I, no, I had okay. to rewind it like four times to get it 100% right. No, I, I have a different quote, but <laughs> I was so pleased with the Penguin musical. <laughs> I was sad to see them as zombies later on. I'm like, ah. Oh, but I loved, it. I loved it though because they were just eating together. It made me so happy. Uh, Emily, what about you? It was okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. There were some things that were clever. There were some gags that didn't work for me. Um, you know, songs are fun. Zombies are fun. I just, eh. yeah. Emma, so it took 
two of my favorite things and then added it to a zombie movie. First of all, I love musicals. Of course. Second of all, I love Christmas. So then <laughs> you meshed it all together. And really, I think a 65% is correct. But yeah. it's like a high 65. Like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not mad I watched this. I would. I, I like it. Will I watch it again? Probably not. But I'm glad I did. Yeah. I think if it were like, I, I was telling this to John when we were driving down. I'm like, if... If this were to like pop up for free on Netflix or Hulu, I might turn it on in the background again. Like yeah. while I'm cleaning my house or something like that, I might do that. I don't think I'd ever seek it out. I'm like, oh, let's sit down and watch this again. But I think that's fine. Like, Not yeah. every movie needs to be that super rewatchable, amazing thing. Um, and, and that's kind of where I want to start with this is like, what do I think the longevity? I, I know I didn't put this in our notes for, for us, but uh, where do we think like... Personally, I think the people who made this movie, we will see more from them. And oh, I think yeah. they will only get better from here on out. Um, I don't know what other people thought about that because I, I thought like this is I believe their second movie, um, the first one with a legit budget, and even the budget this one's low. Um, but I think like <clears throat> the seed is there. I think if these people are pushed in the right direction, we're going to see some pretty amazing stuff from them. But I don't know what uh, everybody else thought. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, given their the way that they handled this movie, the the pacing, the humor, the editing, and kind of the whole package and how well it was and how entertaining it was, if they apply that hustle to the next one, it's just going to get better. Yeah. They I'm excited a, to see what it is, too. Yeah. They got a lot out of their talent. Like, mm-hmm. they that's the exciting thing about this is, like, all the kind of, all the character stuff was really strong. I felt, um, not the writing, but, like, the characters themselves, the people, they were really well directed, and I'm excited to see what this director does next because directing young actors in a musical situation with comedy and mostly nailing it is, like, a pretty big feat and it wasn't afraid to show its teeth every now and then i mean I, not zombie pun aside but like it was it was this fun light-hearted thing and then when it had to be heavy it was heavy yeah they also made some really smart choices about their budget they're they only had like three locations and, but yeah. they made it feel like more they did a really good job of like filling up all their space and yeah. and maximizing it yeah um yeah so I, I i'm very excited to see what they do next and I, I will definitely watch for them like it is something where it's like oh, they have some interesting ideas and they, they seem excited about them, which is nice. Um, it, it wasn't quite like, like you look at some like the, the big showy directors of our like our current standings and you go to their first movies and it's like, okay, well, they didn't quite knock it out of the park the first time out of the gate like some people do, but that's fine. I mean, not everybody can. Like You go to like Danny Boyle's first movie of uh, Shallow Grave and it's fine. I like it. It's not the best movie ever. Then you go to a second one, Trainspotting, it's like, Oh, you can see the leap from quality from A to B is just huge. Well, you, and you can see that anytime you work with, because I've worked with a lot of first-time directors, yeah. and anytime you're with a first-time director, there's always some stuff that they don't know they are allowed to do, or they yeah. don't think to do, or like I, the thing I just came off of, that director has done a lot of indie shit by him, like short films and stuff by himself with a very, very tiny crew, so he had a hard time letting the crew do stuff because yeah. he wanted to do it all himself. And so there's things that directors need to learn that first time that, you know, that's why their second movie is probably like in a lot of cases so much better because they, yeah. on the first one, they're just sort of figuring out how this works. Yeah. I mean, you look at like uh, David S. Sandberg and like he did Lights Out, which was fine. And then he did Animal Creation, which was good. And now he has Shazam, which all the early people are saying is phenomenal. Like it's just, he's learning everything every time. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see. We haven't said his name at all. It's John McPhail. Uh, I think, which is really unfortunate <laughs> if I'm yeah. pronouncing it right. <laughs> Yeah, I believe you are. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you will see something like that from... He prefers McPeehale. <laughs> yeah. Is that better, though? <laughs> I, I've never said his name out loud, and then I'm like, oh, McPhail, ooh. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. <laughs> oh, that that's rough. Um, I'm sorry, dude. We, we, we loved your movie, though. That's fine. Well, we liked your movie. We liked your movie. <laughs> we, yeah, we liked it. We're excited for what you do next. It was yeah. a Mick moderate success. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, John Mick okay? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. He's like smashing his stereo right now. <laughs> so it's surprising you really podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so honored if he were listening. Yeah. Though, like in the first place. He just said like, oh, you're all original. I haven't heard this my whole fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like, well, you know what? The Mick O'Kay was actually pretty interesting. <laughs> His third film. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, so let, let's move into like the cast. We've already kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, very young cast. Uh, we have uh, one Game of Thrones rep in here. Um, and otherwise, there's a whole bunch of people I've never heard of, have never seen, and I kind of hope I hear of NC again. I thought everyone did a really good job. Um, we can start with Anna, Ella Hunt. I thought... I. 
I don't think she was the strongest singer in the movie, and I don't think she was the strongest actor in the movie. I don't think she was the strongest <laughs> anything in the movie. But I think she was perfect for what she was. I thought she yeah. was like a perfect like entry point. It's kind of like when I look at Star Wars. I don't think Mark Hamill's the best anything in Star Wars, but he is perfect for Luke. She did a really good job of looking very forlorn during songs. Yeah, like that was she had that look nailed. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not even her fault that she's not the best singer, obviously, because they cast the best singer in a different part, and then it's just like, why isn't she singing every song? She had the best hair, though. Sure. That hair was there. <laughs> that, that hair was, was on point. That was, like, outside of... <laughs> that was, like, one of my first notes. Anna has great hair. Love. <laughs> <laughs> she also has the best weapon. Uh, and she's, a, like, her dancing was so such a delight to watch. Oh, like, yeah. I yes. want to see her in other physical roles. I bet she could kill it in an action movie. I really loved like when yeah when she was doing that bright bright morning whatever yeah. song where she was dancing and all the people were dying behind her that yeah. was just so delightful that was my favorite part of the movie by far I mean that's where they spent all of their money <laughs> and imagine that I mean it wasn't a tracking shot it would have been amazing if it had been yeah. a tracking oh, shot God. but still the coordination of some of that yeah. was was really really well done I, I mean that that sequence right there I mean she's great in it I actually think uh, what's his name uh, Malcolm Cumming the the her best friend John I thought he was really good in that sequence I liked how they they paired the different parts of the city like this is John's morning this is her morning and like how they both are kind of doing the same thing yeah. they both have their headphones in and just not paying attention um, and then I, they meet and they're like, hey! Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey! We're listening to the same song and yeah. dancing. Like, when they meet in the graveyard, that was my that was favorite really part. It was so cute. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I'm watching this with a production designer or a set decorator now. And she's like, look at all those fake headstones. Like, they just put fake headstones in front of real headstones. Like, there's not two graves there. Why is there a headstone three inches in front of another headstone? <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. Totally took me out of that scene. It's a yeah. pet cemetery. She's like, and they're all facing the wrong way. Like, what is this cemetery? Why is there a playground in a cemetery? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, a good point. Okay, that well, point you know, yeah, that one's right. <laughs> I mean, it the goths love the, it. It reminded me of the pet cemetery on Catalina, where it is just oh, like sure. a mishmash of things. <laughs> and I think that there is like a coffee shop, not a playground. But, sure. you know, like, it's way too It's scary. the adult playground. <laughs> I kind of had the whole like, well, why wouldn't there be a playground in the cemetery? Like, you're at a funeral, nobody wants a screaming kid with them. Send them to the playground, and you can go do your grieving thing. This is actually kind of not a bad idea. Being at a funeral and there's a bunch of fucking kids (laughs) behind you playing on the playground. You know, I can imagine. It's like I'd be okay with it. I can imagine that. Yeah. Well, like when I when I was in college, our college was built. I went to Syracuse, and it's built next to this huge historic um, graveyard. Mm -hmm. So I've always lived in or near or behind the graveyard. Yeah. So it was a really realistic scene to me because I was like, I put my headphones in and walked through the graveyard on the way to school. Like, it was a great time. I'd say hi to my dead neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I really would because I was afraid they'd haunt me. So every morning I'd be like, hi guys, how's everyone's morning doing? Well, that answered my question I was going to ask. Like, are you haunted? <laughs> no, no, we had a great relationship. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, she was very polite. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought they were stepping stones one time and then I found out they were flat headstones. So I was yeah. like, I am so sorry everyone. <laughs> But this ground is really soft, and I have to get to the bus. So we're going to have to get to know each other. Yeah, just, just let me Smart. That's, how you, that's a good way to handle that. Yeah. Um, what, what do we think of uh, John, the the token best friend? I hate that character, like, as an archetype. Yeah. I thought the actor was great. I was super happy. I was, I was happy when he died and how he died. I was very upset when he died. I was very upset because that was uh, we were kind of joking around earlier. I didn't want to ruin who the one death that caught me off guard. His death caught me off guard. I figured he was probably going to make it just because they made him so buddy buddy. I'm like, okay, so probably the two of them riding off in the sunset at the end of this. And then when he just does his big celebration that he remembered all the uh, the reindeer and then bites his hand, I was like, (gasps) as soon as he threw his hand out there, I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, he was doing that. I was like, don't do that. What, just don't do that. You're going to get... Okay, you got yeah. bit. You I go. didn't really try to pull it back. Like, I'm just like, where's the reflexes? It was like they were already biting into his hand when they realized. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, chomp, chomp. Oh, ow, ow, ow. ow. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like... That's probably one of the complaints about this movie is no one really reacts in a nor- like a reasonable way to any of this. I mean, yes, it's a musical, so there are songs, whatever. It's a little bit fairy tale. But there's still like people who are like, oh, well, there's zombies. Huh, that's crazy, right? You know? <laughs> it's just like- I-, I kind of enjoyed that part of it, though. Like, I thought that was kind of a commentary on like what would happen if there's a zombie outbreak. Like, I love the whole like, 
uh, everyone taking photos with the zombie. Like, yep, that would definitely happen. That's true. Uh, would there be a bunch of teenage boys super excited about it? Like, yeah, we get to be zombie hunters now. Absolutely. Yeah, that would I love my favorite happen. song. I like that song. That was a really good song. That was a fun yeah. song. I was so happy he survived. See, I, I hated know. him. I wanted him to die. He's very handsome. Oh, I Very like handsome, and he never sang about being a nice guy and not getting the girl. Hashtag yeah. Team Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're the one I want repopulating. And there wasn't. I see. That's like, like you said, the trope of the best friend. Like, there's so many times we see in the movie that the best guy friend and the best girlfriend realize that they should have been together all along. It's so 80s, and I fucking hate that. So I kind of like that he died, and then the jerk lived but it's also like i'm not gonna get with you again this is not happening and he's just like yeah okay you know it's i did i like really that. liked that part yeah. of it but it was still just like i i just i hated his song so much like it was a great song it was a ton of fun but the whole time i listened like like I just I hate yeah. this guy. Like it's just not the guy I like. And the more cocky he was, and the more right <laughs> like, he was about being cocky, I'm like, I just fucking hate this guy. He's right though in the apocalypse. Like that's who you want on your side. He's yeah. right. guy is yeah, willing to slash like smash people in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah, he none of what he said was wrong, but yeah. it just made me like I don't like you. Yeah, I was I was I was muttering at him when I saw that scene, and it was just like, but it's like you're so compelling though. Oh damn you. Oh I don't I, like you. I hope you don't live, but you're probably gonna live. Yeah. And, I actually thought he did a great job with the role. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he did. Out of everyone yeah. in the movie, it's like him and then, uh, what was her name? Uh, Steph was uh, Sarah Swire, I believe. Like, those are the two. I'm like, oh, I want to see what you do out of here. It's the other two people other than Anna who survived the movie. I'm like, I am excited for what they do outside of this. I thought yeah. they were great. Um, like we never heard a reason for why she had an American accent. It was just like, eh, that's her. I feel like we figured out her parents didn't love her. So maybe it was like, you know, they yeah. dumped her here or something because she just seemed sad. And, yeah. you know, the sad, unloved queer kid. Like, that was her That was her archetype. Yeah. But yeah. I felt she had the best hair of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all looking yeah. at Sam who has that hair. <laughs> What a yeah. weird, weird, what a weird way to affirm your hairstyle. I, I guess. Thank you, we just, guys. We just glare at you like, yeah, yeah. And you and How your dare hair. you work it? <laughs> cool. That's a really aggressive Thanks. compliment. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're fucking sweet. <laughs> we got you, boo. <laughs> that sounded oh, weird coming out. <laughs> Yes, it did. <laughs> That's not a thing but you, you should kept, ever say. But he kept the confidence the whole time. He didn't let it go. You got to commit like these, these uh, actors here. Oh, my God. Yeah, you I'm with Emily. Through. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, the shock of you saying that while like looking right at me. <laughs> I'm not going to get over it for a minute, John. Okay, can I can I discuss what I think is the biggest uh, inaccuracy in this movie? There's an inaccuracy in this movie. How come their bones are so soft? The zombies. Ah, uh, that that never bothers me in a zombie movie. Bones take thousands of years to degrade. Yeah, how and zombies aren't real. But how come the bowling like like all they had to do was like you know the like bowling alley scene where the thing just yeah. takes the whole head off? Oh yeah, they no, I had a lot pressure. of complaints about that. that I was pressure. yelling at my TV for that I one. Was sitting there, Kyle was over They're there. They're sharp. And me and Kyle were like. Bones don't work like that. But also, the thing that comes down to sweep away the pins isn't like a fucking knife. No, because it also doesn't connect with the ground. Right. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then, like the head rolls up. I was like, I don't. I feel like that would not. It's not a ball. No, but there also wouldn't be a musical with zombies. Like this isn't a thing that's actually happening. But I felt like. In the way they made it look, I could take a ruler and then if Emily was a zombie, just slice off her neck with a ruler. Please do not try this. Because her bones are just made of, I don't know, (laughs) jello. And I'm like, bones don't work that way. I'm totally fine with all this. Yeah. When I'm watching a zombie movie, I just kind of take any violence and just go like, all right, it's not going to make sense in this one. Well, See, I just think okay it's the fact that. that like they weren't drinking enough milk in this town. <laughs> Everything was consistently squishy, so yeah. I'll just run with it. Like It becomes a rule of the world squishy. at that point. My only confusion was the zombie peeing. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, like consciously yeah. taking really a pee. I confused about that, too. I guess they just really wanted that joke, so they were like, fuck it. And, and look, again, I get it. I'm along for the ride. Like, yeah. I liked it, because yeah. I thought her performance of getting peed on was fucking hysterical. And I guess, <laughs> in Dawn of the Dead, uh, zombies have babies, so Yeah, and I don't then, know. like, in Dead Alive, they poop. Like, I learned all about zombie digestion, so yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> There's an entire digestive tract that goes look, after a person and, in that movie. Like, I... <laughs> 
I hate that I'm always the one that brings up bodily fluids in this, these, <laughs> these discussions. But I, for some reason, this bumped me, and I couldn't figure out why. I like her performance was great, but yeah. I was just like, I don't. I also feel like old people that are incontinent tend to wear depends, and yes. I was just like, who was not taking care of this old woman before she got zombified? That's well, a, I felt like maybe point. she thought it was a toilet because she was sitting. So that's what I took it as too. Yeah. Like, like I, she's just going to the bathroom. Muscle now. memory. Yeah, because yeah. I mean they do that's play with fair. that in some zombie movies where like the zombies have some recollection. That's a big Romero thing of like they have some recollection of what they used to do. That's why like when you get to Land of the Dead, they play instruments. Yeah. It's like because they <laughs> and just, they go to the gas station. Yeah, and exactly. Pumping gas. Yeah, so like if that's what they're doing, I'm like, okay, I can kind of get it because this movie, um, kind of moving past that a little bit. It's another note I didn't take. It 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 references a lot of other zombie movies yes. while never doing it blatantly like you go to Shaun of the Dead which I'm not taking a knock at Shaun of the Dead I love that movie but when it does its references it does it on its sleeve it's like it shouts out lines from other movies it does exact shots from other movies very very obvious but that's Edgar Wright's bread and butter so like it worked great for that one this one they did it far more subtle so like if it was just like the idea of like oh they're remembering old actions that would be a Romero thing they did a little bit of editing, like Edgar Wright. Like, oh, yeah, there's your Shaun of Dead thing. Like, yeah, they do. When like, they did the car, and yeah, they exact, did the seatbelt, and all that. Yeah, that was very the exact same sound effects. Like, like, they did it very subtly, and I thought that was really smart. Like, I, I love that. Like, I love the zombie movie callbacks, because any good zombie movie will acknowledge the better ones that came before it, and I thought this one was smart about that. And I think one thing it does, to, what that does is helps you to not really nitpick it too much, because if, if they're just blatant and the movie is also not as good... You start to be like, well, this reference made me want to watch this other movie instead. Yeah. Whereas this was still fun enough to where it's like mm-hmm. you catch it or you don't catch it, but it's still there and it didn't really like focus your attention on it too much. Yeah, it never made me wa- want to watch a different movie. Yeah. Like, th- that's that's when you get too referential, that can kind of be a problem of like, oh, yeah, these were all great, but now I just kind of want to watch that instead. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fine. There was I- also enough good original visual humor. Yeah. Um, I really love the scene where they're asleep in the ball pit and then they look outside and they're like, where's the army? And it cuts to outside. Mm. <laughs> it's just, the army men are all zombies. <laughs> that, it was so funny because <laughs> it was just like, oh man, these people really failed. I also like that within that did scene, they, did they make fail? Ha, 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 ha. Mm. <laughs> no. That was Mick bad. <laughs> oh God. I'm Mick okay with it. <laughs> Can we be done with this? Mick, no. <laughs> Beat me to it. Wow. Uh, but to your point, the uh, that scene where they, they're coming out of the ball pit after waking up, they always like gasp and they reach their hand out like it's the, like the like the graveyard. Like I thought that was a fun reference. I thought there yeah. was gonna be a zombie in the ball pit with them. From yeah, because that, that's how they kind of like with his hand coming out like that. I think the the one moment in the whole bowling alley scene that I loved the most was like the oh the cleaning lady died, so John killed the cleaning lady when he threw the shoe at her. <laughs> like, did she go into the bathroom concussed and die? Like, are we just never gonna mention that? <laughs> like, oh, he killed her. I don't think he did. I think she got the virus because when Grams dies, she stays dead. Uh, yeah, I guess that's I don't, true. I don't think it's Walking Dead rules. Okay. Um, moving past all of this, uh, kind of into something that we, we touched on a little bit in the beginning of this. Why do we think nobody saw this? I mean, it only played on like 500 screens. I never heard of it. Yeah. But that's more of the, the problem. Nobody heard of it. They did an ad campaign on the CW, but... They targeted... Like, Facebook had some targeted ads, but it also never said, like, if there was anything local to see it. Like, it never gave me enough information to be like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll scroll past. They just didn't put enough money into marketing. And it's, also- it's kind of too bad because like, this feels like one of those ones that, like, even though it's not the best movie ever, like, there's things that worked and that didn't work, it still would have had a really big following had yeah. it come out. There would have been people who said this was the best zombie movie ever made. Like, I guarantee that audience for this movie is out there. I the might not teens be... would have loved it. Oh, yeah. my God. The teens would have been like, yes, my problems, everything I want in life, zombies and my family dead so I can cry. You know, like, that's what they're like, into. The weird kids who are in the high school musical, like, the yeah. ones who are like, yeah, I like the musical part of it, but it's just like, it's just too clean cut. Mm-hmm. This is for them. Like, yeah. that's... Part of it is uh, their target audience doesn't watch live TV. They don't watch Facts. commercials. Facts. And that's if true. your entire yep. marketing strategy is around putting commercials on the CW, you're in some trouble. Yeah, that's and the true. kids don't even watch like those kids don't even spend time on Facebook anymore. No. So yeah. even targeting it like you're going to get me, the occasional person who doesn't have time to go to smaller movies anymore. I have to rent them later. Like I'm the and wrong person. And a bunch yeah. of moms who watch the CW and they're not going to watch it. Yeah. So it's like you need to be 
really work like reviving your ad yeah strategy. you need to go after influencers instagram spotify that are yeah especially but i will i will give some i will give snapchat some, is what i meant yeah. I, will, I will give some credit to that just because maybe they don't didn't have a the the budget for it or they didn't have like the know-how because even in like the internet sphere where we're, we're making content and stuff all that marketing stuff is just hard and amorphous mm-hmm. and hard to pin down beyond that it was an Orion release, which felt like a fucking throwback at it the did, start of yeah. the movie. Yeah. I, that was the first note I wrote yeah. was, Orion, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, turns out they were resurrected in 2013, but this is effectively a foreign film yep. with no big names attached, no known music. It's not a jukebox musical. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think... I'm guessing their distributor just didn't have, especially since Orion was involved, <laughs> like they don't have a marketing team. So yeah, you go traditional routes, you go with like a media buy or a, like, especially if they're using like a British agency to do their media buys so and I'm stuff. assuming they it's, did, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to know to go after influencers, yeah, which is it, like a dumb, it's, it's weird, but like. It's just that weird disconnect of like there's still people working who don't realize what year it is. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's unfortunate because I really feel like Because they're this... making movies for Orion Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they kept the same logo. Yeah. 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 That shit looked, looked like a VHS. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it's weird because I I think if they had if they listened to somebody, if they'd even listened to their cast, like where should we market this thing? anyone would have had a better idea. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they went for a theater-only release. Like, this thing should have been VOD day yeah. one. Like, yeah. yeah. And they honestly yeah. should have cast an influencer in the movie. Even in a yeah. very small role. That yeah. person would have raised their profile Just quite a bit. somebody low budget. There's yeah. tons of yeah. them. And Especially because like, all of them sing and shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You could easily have found somebody who'd been on a reality show. Yeah. 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 And I feel like if you want an American audience, American audiences already love British shit. Oh we yeah, fucking love it. So it's like you could have taken somebody with a British accent who you know that Americans love, thrown it up on their Instagram, had them send out one tweet, and then people would have been like, "What's this weird little movie coming out?" Yeah, which is okay. So okay, okay. Which is a note to young filmmakers making their first shit. Like, think, start thinking about how you're going to market this before you start doing the movie. Cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm create a small role you can put somebody in who will draw in viewers think about like w- what you can do ahead of time in your movie to to help your marketing you got to do that now you can't just rely on tv commercials and i think that's what they were trying to do with uh i forget his character name so i don't know the actor's name but the thoros of mirror uh they got a guy from game of thrones and like that was their that's the headmaster right yeah, yeah. and that was their that was their name actor and it's like you know, for a production this small with this many nobodies, they were excited to have him. It's like, oh, we got somebody from Game of Thrones. Like, how cool is that? But he's only in ten episodes. And of their Game target of audience is less interested in Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, right. He was great, though. He was. He great. was I don't want to derail this conversation, but he looked like he was having the time of his life anytime like, he was on screen. I feel like his direction was just like, do more. <laughs> yes. They're but, like, go hard. Be extra. <laughs> yeah. like, by the end of this, I'm like. Oh, I kind of want to see him be the Riddler. Like, I think he'd be yes. a good Riddler. Yeah, <laughs> but, he would. Yeah. But I, I, he was phenomenal. Like, he was great. But that's the thing. It's, like, it's exactly what Emily's saying. It's like, okay, great. We got we got a name. We got somebody. He's a minor character in Game of Thrones. Our target audience doesn't really give a fuck about Game of Thrones because they were too young when it came out. Their parents wouldn't let him watch it. Yep. Oops. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, ugh. Like it bothers me because I think there was enough good stuff in this movie. Like we've already said, there's enough stuff that there would have been an audience that loves this movie, and they still might find it. That might still happen at some point. But it's just so frustrating that movie. It felt like whoever made the movie kept getting in their own way as far as getting people to see the movie. Well, now they're getting in their own way because they took it down off of everything besides Amazon Prime rentals. Yeah, and it's like we we watched it because we were committed to watching it, but it was like. A teenager, they're not going to pay five ninety nine for your movie. No. They, first no. of all, we have Plex now. I can go download things from Russian hard drives. Don't play me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and if you want those streams, you need to put it back up on Netflix. You need yeah. to fix whatever your contract was yep. and get it up there for free so the kids can watch it. Yeah, because if they'd done this, if it was on Netflix, Hulu, anywhere, even mm-hmm. Amazon Prime f- video, like, yeah. yeah, for free. It'd already be doing better. But you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, teenagers, you're going to love this movie. Shell out six bucks. No. This would have been no. a great co-pro with like YouTube Red. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then they would have had that advertising and they wouldn't have needed to worry about names or anything. The yeah. name would have been a YouTube. Yeah. Like, and, and it would, YouTube would yeah. have been the name. And it's, Sorry. I said that. And they would have put a YouTube star in it somewhere. Yeah. 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 But and, it, and, it, and it's good enough where people would have been praising it like it was amazing. Yeah. As a YouTube Red original, like, man, they knocked it out of the park. Might not be the best movie ever, but they're doing better than a lot of the Netflix originals. Like, yeah. they, they would have had some 
huge clout with it, and they just mm-hmm. they missed. And it's always going to bother me because I might not be the number one fan of it, but I feel like the number one fan hasn't seen it yet. And yeah. they're just not yeah. able to. The number one fan is like some group of 15-year-olds somewhere that would live and die for this movie. They would learn all the songs. They yep. would, yeah. Yeah, they would be doing dances. They would be trying to recreate it in it's their backyard with an iPhone. It's such a theater kid movie. Oh, it yeah. Because everything feels accessible in the way it was made. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... In, and because it doesn't have that... And the songs are good. Yeah, it, but, and the, but it doesn't have that Disney shine of, like, High School Musical. The songs are still kind of reminiscent of High School Musical. They even have, like, a, a cafeteria dance scene that feels very similar. But because it doesn't have that gleam on it and it has that edge and they swear and there's violence and there's, like, actual stories in there, that that audience would love it. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just so close to getting there. It's just not quite there yet. Um, but that kind of brings up to the next question of do we think this actually worked as a musical? Because I... I I had heard that it didn't. That was one of the reviews that I'd read. It's like, yeah, it's a good zombie movie. Not a great musical. I'm, I'm watching the whole thing. I'm like, oh, I disagree with that. I feel yeah, that. I opposite. love the musical yeah, yeah. part. That's like, yeah. when I started watching it, I did not know it was a musical. Oh. So mind you, <laughs> the first scene I see this and I'm like, I love this <laughs> so much. That I think they did a great job on their songs and their dances and their performances yeah. because we've seen a lot of places try to do musicals and fall flat. Like the songs are bad, the dances aren't chord. They People can't sing. Exactly. They put so much energy in it and they even had, you know, like they basically did almost all of the main archetypes you see in a musical, including their little black, bad boy greaser scene. And it's yep. like, it was super well done. Yeah, I was I was kind of went into it because I knew it was a musical going in. I was kind of expecting a lot of those musical tropes to kind of come in and uh, take me out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was ready for it. It's like, oh, here comes the song. Here comes the first song. And then it was like, I was bobbing my head to it. I was kind of jamming with it yeah. each song. I was waiting to for that moment to be like, they're just not really trying hard with this, but they knocked it out of the park. The cool thing is, too, whoever did it, like, lyrically and musically, you could end up singing along with the yes. songs while you're still watching them. They yeah. were easy to catch on to. Yeah, it was, and like, that, good. Whoever wrote those, are they're talented. Like, that's a talented individual. The only song I didn't like was in one of the bowling alley because it was very static. Yeah. Um, the yeah. rest yeah. of the songs, they were moving, they were doing things, they were working through the plot while they were singing, which I think is very, very important. One thing I want to talk about next week. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, I, that one in the bowling alley, like nothing was happening. They were just standing yeah. around singing. But yeah, like, I, I, uh, I agree with the, the, the bowling alley song. That was okay. But the... I think that could partially be because they blew, I would say, half their budget on that one song of them mm. marching through the town that's on fire. Like, mm. their Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead scene. Like, just for some reason, there's a girl singing at the other end of the block. And it's like, oh, I really enjoy this. Because it kind of felt a little Dawn of the Dead. It felt a little Shaun of the Dead. Like, it just kind of had that whole, oh, I love this. And it's just like, you could when you watch movies like that, you're like... I was a teen and it was the apocalypse. That would happen to me. Yeah. I would have been in my headphones just walking and not noticing all of my neighborhood <laughs> dying behind me until I got to a park and then there was a zombie and then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. This I feel where we're at now. Yeah. This is also the sort of thing I feel like I could see a high school doing a production yes. version of yes. this, like yeah. having the, the light version mm-hmm. of the book or whatever. Yeah. I could see kids auditioning with these songs, you mm-hmm. know, because that's how catchy it was and how like kind of... It was just really well done as a, as a high school themed musical. Yeah, yes. and, and and this is not a knock at anyone in the movie or the people who wrote the songs. They're all very easily sung songs. Like so, yeah. even if you can't really carry a tune, you can probably still sing these songs. Yeah, like it might you might not be a hundred percent on key, but you'll be close enough where you'll still feel like you got it. And like that's important for those sing along songs, um, especially with all the mashup that this movie is doing. If the songs are too complicated, it's just going to topple that uh, thing over. Yeah. I mean, there's a time for complicated and there's time for not. And this one knew when not to be complicated. And I think that was, it, it did it really well. Um, do we think it worked as a zombie film? It had zombies in it. They did the zombie thing. They did the thing yeah. that zombies do. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think I, I mentioned this on, um, I use Letterboxd for yeah. logging movies sometimes. And I mentioned that each of its, each of its separate parts were okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. together it was entertaining and charming and fun. And it, I think them together worked better than each of those parts separately. Yeah. So I, I think like the zombie part was okay. The music like part was, was good. And then the, the other parts were all okay, but then together it's so really. If I had amplified. to rate, if I had to rate them separately, I'd be saying the musical part was good, the zombie part was okay. Yeah, like because I think the zombie part was where it's kind of like what Emily's saying. There are zombies in it. They did the zombie stuff. Where the musical part, it felt like they're like, all right, how can we do this different? Like, what yeah. can we do different and fun and kind of make this our own thing? And the zombie part, they're like, all right, let's start checking some boxes. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That is what a lot of zombie movies do. But that's where I kind of felt like their creativity waned. Just 
Just a little bit. I like the couple in love because like, right when they became zombies, I was just like, oh, they'll never have to know what it's like to realize that teenage love is bullshit and they're going to break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone's going to do something terrible. Someone will sleep with someone's roommate. Yeah, yeah. Now it never yeah. has to happen. Right? They're just going to be zombies forever until they decay, like marching around in the AV room. Yeah. Kind, oh, that's beautiful. kind of holding hands every now and then. Yeah. yeah. That was cute. That's beautiful. Oh, that scene, I did... that scene made me like sigh, like, oh. I, I did way. feel bad that they died saving the other girl's life. Yeah. Like, I was kind of like, oh, you didn't both have to go over there. Like, what are you doing? I think it, it was like, it's like Emily said, though. Like, that's the happiest their ending is going to be. <laughs> that's true. Neither of them are particularly smart. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, neither of them were going to survive much longer Their anyway. relationship was definitely not going to make no, it. No, their Their 18. expectations of what romance is were just like Disney fairyland. Yeah, you know? they got their Hollywood ending, you yeah, know? They did. They did. They did. Yeah. Call back to the song. Yeah. They did. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I uh, honestly the only like the that. only thing that kind of disappointed me is that the two girls didn't end up together at the end. Yeah, they should have. Because I was like, I would ship these two because they do have nice hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're cute. They probably will Boys end up together dumb. because they hate that other boy. Yeah, honestly, you didn't see it. That's that's the sequel. It's just their love story with this third wheel in the back. This is preacher. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, make him a vampire, and you're pretty much spot on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we didn't know about this. It's truly a preacher. Preacher as a musical, though, you guys. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> I'd love the hell out of that. I know! Uh, Somebody give Sam some money. <laughs> so I, I feel like we've actually been rather positive on this movie pretty much the whole time we've been reviewing it, while just every now and then going, yeah, but not, it's not that good. So like, what, what was the primary thing, kind of around the table, that didn't work for you? Like, What, what made it not the best movie? Okay, so first of all, I've already said jelly bones. I really yes. have a problem with the jelly bones. I, I strong disagree on the jelly bones, but you're welcome the, to but your this opinion. But this is my stance. And then the principal, who is our main actor, right? Yeah. His character, the way they handled him, he was great, right? Yes. But his character himself and like the scene where the parents become zombies and stuff like that. That's just some BS. Because in real life, if we had a bunch of PTA moms locked in a room and you're trying to boss them around while their kids are out there, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You will be sacrificed. It is now the purge. Don't catch an attitude with me, sir, because most likely I'm stronger than you. You don't see the sun. I will push you out there and then what? And that's all I could think. I was like, these parents would have just... And they were so much stronger. Like, think about it. Her dad in that end scene, when it took him 30 seconds to whack her yeah. as his daughter... As his daughter was not helping after she'd been fighting zombies this whole movie. She was standing there not helping her own father. And then he still handled him pretty quickly. I'm like, but he somehow got you tied to a chair by himself? Did he drug your punch? What happened? Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair point. I don't know how he got tied to that chair. Like, that's a big dude. Yeah, and it was like, how did he get all of those parents? Like, how did he kill all those parents and nobody took him out? And until oh, they, was super... They, actually, they answered that one. That mm-hmm. was like a uh, miss it, like blinking you miss yeah. it kind of dialogue of... He opened the doors. Yeah, okay. So it's like, you open the doors. All right, fine. Nobody, first of all, why were eyes taken off of you? You are suspicious, yeah. sir. You, you are clearly a problem. So <laughs> suspicious. I After your little first meltdown in that, that beginning scene, I would have been like, so we're either going to tie him up or we're going to sacrifice him. Y'all can choose A or B because it's going to be me either way. So I would be so confused. Like, I would be so confused. That, that was my main. That's why I was like, that scene with its weird plot hole kind of there. And then just in general, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because they had a lower budget. Maybe it's because, like you said, they spent so much of their budget at the beginning. And yeah. then, like, they're rushing through the end. You're like, I, there could have been more. I, I think that's kind of where I landed on it. Because like, all the plot points you just made, yeah, you're right. They're, they're problems, but I, I can give a zombie movie so much forgiveness. Because people act different in zombie movies than they do every other movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can forgive that sort of stuff. I've seen more zombie movies than I can count. But I agree with the... I think they just didn't have the money to make this the movie that it could have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think that knocks the movie that it is but it just like i wanted more i wanted more color and more bombast and just more more of that first song like i would have liked to have two or three numbers like that not every song needs to be like that that'd be ridiculous but more than just that one and i I think that's kind of where i was like because as soon as that scene's done the fireworks show is over and now you're just here for the story if you're into it and it's like okay i i'm into it enough to get through the end of it but that's why i don't think i'll ever reach or go back to it yeah i'd agree with that uh for me though more so it was 
that I could call every moment happening before it did. And I think it started, sure, it started yeah. with the very first song where it's like the music would start to fade, like come in and it's like, oh, we're coming for the song. But every moment did have that element. It was like, this is where this person dies. This is where this person dies. And I was hoping that, you know, John, the character, wouldn't die. But like as he was kind of getting excited and exuberant, I was like, he's going to do something. When is he going to do that thing that sacrifices him as the friend? When is yeah. this going to happen? And so it was like, to me, that would be the biggest thing. It's like, I was kind of like, okay. I hate to say I was looking at my watch because I don't have one, but like I was looking at the time <laughs> every now and then just because I was like, okay, I kind of How does see... one look at time? Well, the clock. <laughs> <laughs> but also existentially, you just kind of think about the totality of like minutes and seconds and what does it all mean? It's wibbly wobbly. Jerry, but... bury me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's the <laughs> wobbly Jeremy Barry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sam, was there something that just stuck out to you? Like this is why it wasn't everything it could have been. There was no central relationship that was most important, so it felt kind of meandering. It oh, was yeah, ninety-two definitely. minutes, but it felt kind of aimless, and it was a long ninety-two minutes. Yeah, like I know, Aunt, I know Anna was trying to save her dad, but then that relationship didn't seem terribly important. And then there was this kind of faux love triangle with Nick and with uh, uh, John. Yeah, and then I don't know. They're just I wasn't quite sure what Steph's role was in the whole thing. Like none of the relationships were clear. Yeah, so it kind of made everyone's goals a little bit muddled. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, I same. I I feel like they didn't really push any anything that to the edge they all they did kind of some expected they did some interesting like like we said earlier with the tropes they kind of messed with those a little bit but overall like they sang a song about wanting a hollywood ending it just sort of seemed like general teen angst there was no character arc really like at the end of the movie what was different i i I just like she just beaten some zombies but how does that compare to who she was at the beginning there wasn't really a set like this is her journey or anyone's journey, you know? I mean, the guy was a jerk at the beginning of the movie. I guess by the end of the movie, we learned that there was more to him than we thought, but that even that didn't really change much. But he much. was still the same. He yeah. was still the same. Yeah, he's so still an asshole. It just didn't... The he's movie was, did some kind yeah. of fun things, but it didn't really try to tell... Uh, like, it, it, it could have tried harder to, to like give us some... some meat for lack of sure. <laughs> better <Yeah>. expression. <laughs> and honestly, there could have been more teen angst. Yeah. If angst is your goal... There's some angsty teens out there. You can get deep with it. They should have called Gerard White. That's his favorite activity. <laughs> but, I mean, they could have done more just, like, with Steph's character. Like, yeah. she, she's an angsty, out-of-place queer they teenager. And it's like her. her parents yeah. abandoned her on Christmas. Where are her parents? Why does she have an American accent? Yeah. What, like, what, no one's answering any of these questions about her, yet she is literally the strongest character. They bypassed yeah. that super quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, no, stop, stop. No, stop what you're doing. Stop. I know you're going to say, because okay, they it's made a good it song, but Anna. go back. Yeah. yeah, and like that's kind of like where by the end of it, I think this was my biggest thing, was Steph had the best voice, she was the best character, she yeah. had everything. I'd much rather watch Steph in the Apocalypse than Anne in the Apocalypse. And yeah, it's like, and I think that kind of speaks to it in general. It's like also, if you had put a queer, like if you had done like a lesbian teen main character, yeah. you're ta- you know what kind of audience you could have had? Yeah. All of those displaced Tumblr kids. Yeah. They, and- they lost... Their forum. They need something to cling to. It could have been this movie. And that's the you could have still had John as the best friend who yes. just really wants to date her and just does not understand. Because at high school, that makes sense. Yeah. Kids you don't think under- it's an experimental phase. She'll yeah. come back around. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She'll, she'll be there for me. She'll understand at some point. She's just going through something yeah. right now. And that's not a bad thing. That's a definite believable high school point of view that well, he even, just doesn't even get Even a it. lot of the queer kids believe that about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there is something they could have done there. There is so much stuff to, again, sorry puns, to chew on that they just chose not to. And I, I'm hoping that it was budgetary and not lack of experience or lack of knowledge or whatever. And if it was budgetary, then, you know, you get a pass. And if not, then I hope you learn for the next one. But... And I think, I can say, I think people are starting to learn that because they've taken so much time taking like queer characters and characters of color that are technically stronger than the main and making them sides. And now people are finally saying, why don't you make that person the main character? If you do that, it will make your movie stronger. It will give you a bigger audience. People will love it. And it's like, for some reason, people are still kind of not taking that risk. Yeah. Well, and some of it may, may, maybe some of it is just like a kind of a sunken cost fallacy where you suddenly realize, oh, shoot, I made better side characters, but we're so far in that I can't, mm. like, what can I do? You know, that could be a very early, you know, that's a one you don't really know sometimes. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot to be said for a lot of movies that want to have the main character as a blank slate so that the audience feels that they are that character. Right. And that's a lot of times why the side characters get that much more impressive, but I hate I, that. I think there's a lot of two... 
um, you want you want to put like for example you want to put a person of color in a movie you want to put a trans person in your movie you want to do something that's inclusive but you know that your movie will not get greenlit if they are the main character so you make them as the side character now you have this most interesting person as your side character because you just don't you just know that Hollywood's not going to make your movie otherwise and I think that is starting to change so yeah. that that's part of it too is that we're seeing that now these characters that that people only were able to make side characters now there's more there's more room yeah and I, I hope we see more of it and I, I think if they were to make a sequel to this movie only about Steph I'm in mm-hmm. like I'm totally or in. Steph and Anna's burgeoning relationship or Steph and Anna's burgeoning relationship I'm also in. <laughs> I'm shipping this you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm just looking forward to what uh, what's his face would be saying in the back seat being like really grumpy and, and like just... kind of like douchey pervy oh, about totally it yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah he would accidentally walk in on them Every time he could. Uh, <laughs> now, I think he doesn't make it in that car ride. Like an hour later, they just run over a zombie and like he's holding a sword or something or a knife and it just pierces him. Like some stupid accident <laughs> happens. He dies in the car. Yeah. Or they just ditch him at a gas station. He's too uh, handsome be, to die. I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for quotes. I meant to write mine down on a piece of paper this time and then uh, I didn't. So here we go. Uh, my quote is uh, technically a song lyric. And... Uh, I had to pause the movie and rewind and listen to this song lyric so many fucking times. And then when the movie's all said and done and it's over, it happens again. And it's just like, oh, you all knew this was the best lyric you wrote in the entire movie. And that line is, my favorite dish is fish, mother flipper. I eat it for the hell of it. Nice piece of, <laughs> nice bit of hell of it. That's not the only fish they got. Mackerel! <laughs> I am so into that song. <laughs> It reminded me of the rap that they play as the Air New Zealand safety video. Oh my gosh! <laughs> With the boy from Deadpool Two. Oh boy! And you should check that out. <laughs> it is it is as charming, except there's no penguins. Yeah, I mean having Which, penguins dance. But... Penguins and fish puns. And then just the raging principal, like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> so oh. filthy! So filthy! Oh, I love it. His delivery was great on that. Um. For me, it's more of uh, a moment in the song because uh, it's the end song, the very last one, where they're kind of montaging what happened to everyone else. And you get to see, oh, he's still there. He's a zombie. They're dead. Da-da. And it's the two, it's the couple in the in the TV room, and they just brush their hands. And I was like, oh, I'm so I'm so sad. But that was my favorite like kind of moment. Sure, that works. Yeah. Mine is when Lisa is doing her sexy Santa musical number. <laughs> and oh, the, no. the cherry on that Sunday was at the end when she just goes, come on, Santa, give it to me. <laughs> That's my new favorite Christmas I love that she's song. doing this in front of, like, parents. As soon as she started getting sexy, I was like, this is awkward. I oh, don't, when uh. the boys started coming out, I'm like, I love this. This is phenomenal. I love how into it Gran was, too. Oh, yeah. And that was not her Gran. That was her boyfriend's Gran. <laughs> I, the, the reactions sold that for me so much. Everyone was so like either uncomfortable oh, or excited about I just, it. it was, I loved the mom covering up the little girl's eyes, the little girl moving the hand back down. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I love Those were the hottest high school students I've ever seen. That's no how you know shame. they're not high school students. <laughs> no. Nobody's that beautiful. Not in high school. No. no. Well, there's always one. There was. There's always. That's one. called money. Yeah. That's not puberty. <laughs> I saw ours at the ten year high school reunion. I was like, "Oh wow, you still look beautiful." So that whole like thing about like oh, after you get out of high school, you'll start those people will start getting ugly. It's not fucking true. They just keep getting gorgeous. I can say in my town, they definitely start getting ugly, and oh, it's yeah? really, really vindicating. Interesting. I haven't been back to my hometown since I really left it, so I don't know. They look like leather handbags, guys. Ooh. I'm from the Jersey Shore, and they don't wear sunscreen. It's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My quote's not as much fun as everybody else's. I feel bad that I picked it now. Um, but Shame. I did. I, did. <laughs> I like when, like, I, was his name Nick? Yeah, Nick. Uh, handsome guy. When Nick comes in and the dad is like, I don't like your boyfriend, though. And she's like, he's not my boyfriend. I like that because it's sort of like, I I feel like romances are so shoehorned into movies. And, and this one had a romance. It just wasn't our main character. But like it w- other movies would have made her either, it would have had a love triangle or they would have had some kind of like make out at the end. And instead she was very clearly like, no, this is not about love. I am... Yeah. Murdering zombies, and she also never confessed. Oh, I do love you, John. Yeah. Like that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, she said it's not happening. She was very, very firm about it, yeah. and then he had to just take it. I, I and we think really well. it's because she loves stuff. 
Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that in the sequel. <laughs> All right, Michaela, last but not least. Okay, so I have two things very quick. Uh, favorite quote, but it's warm plastic. and then also when they're doing the when the uh, little vagrant boys are doing their song and dance and the kid in the back is just licking the watermelons (laughs) (laughs) what was that troglodyte doing (laughs) yes before he threw them he's just licking the watermelons and i'm like i i hope i don't know if the director did this or if he came up with it on his own but whoever did it i love it (laughs) I'm, That's your jelly bones of watermelons can kill a zombie. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking through my notes. I have one complaint that I just wanted to voice because oh, it's sure. very annoying how much line crossing there was in this movie. It oh, was yeah. egregious. It was everywhere. Please, if you don't know what line crossing is, I've explained it before. We've explained it yes, so many times. Check out Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> um, directors, like DPs. Know your line. Check with your script supervisor. Don't cross the fucking line, please. It's driving me crazy. Or you're going to piss off one person a whole bunch. <laughs> Probably but, more, but, but I know one. But it's not just pissing off. It's like there's, you're, even if you oh. don't know what you're looking at, like the norm, the human brain like gets confused when the yeah. line is crossed, and that's why you don't cross it's it. It's legitimately discombobulated. Oh, yeah, I hate it. I, I this couldn't did put it my finger on it. A lot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, review system for this week. It's going to be any movie, any zombie movie that you personally find funny. And then I did throw the caveat out there. You cannot say Shaun of the Dead because that's the easy answer. Uh, I'm going to go first and I'm going with Land of the Dead. Uh, It's a Romero movie. It's hilarious. It actually is very funny. It was one of the first times he decided, you're like, you know what? These movies have been campy and kind of silly the whole time. I'm just going to have fun with this one. And he did. And you have a zombie band and you have zombies doing like just kind of silly kooky stuff. And then it's just so over the top and soapy that it's actually kind of funny. Like John Leguizano in it is just kind of so ridiculous that he's funny. You have, uh, it's just kind of a ridiculous, stupid, funny zombie movie. And just not great. Like it felt the whole time like, oh, this should have been the best movie of his career. And instead it's just kind of fine. And that's where I was with this movie. It should have been amazing. And it was just sort of fine. Uh, for me, I'll go with uh, Life After Beth. The one where it's like, they, they kind of hyped it up to be really, really funny. And it was, it had a cool idea and a kind of a cool premise, something that could be play out pretty comedically. And yeah, it was just, it was okay. And it kind of did what it was doing. And that was fine. That works. My initial response was, dead alive but that movie's too good so i went with warm bodies which okay. is like it tries to genre match up mash up and it's cute but aggressively fine yeah oh that's a very good way to describe warm yeah. bodies <laughs> uh i picked dead snow um which is about zombie nazis which was fun and had teenagers in it, and everyone fucking dies, um, including people you don't think are going to. Um, but, you know, in the scheme of things, it's not a movie where I'm, it, like, blew my mind. It was Nazi zombies, and it was fun. Yeah. Jelly Bones in that one, too. Yeah. A guy gets gutted because he bumps a tree. Yeah. <laughs> bones don't work this way, people. They don't. That's what I love about the zombie movies. The bones just work yeah. in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. The whole body. Like, how does bumping into a tree rip your intestines out? And it's like, how do the bones, if they're that soft, allow you to stand and maintain structure? Mm. Where's the physics? It's not. You've it's clearly not. never met a shark before. They, yeah. They're underwater. <laughs> Shh. We're, we're in gas water right now. <laughs> gas water? <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest way to describe air. <laughs> But she's right. She's right. She's so right. (laughs) So I'm going to say this. So at first I was like, the only zombie movie I ever love and think about is Zombieland, right? Like I love Zombieland. So this movie is not Zombieland because it's not that great. So I'm going to give you something that is not a zombie movie at all, but makes me think of this. Okay. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And this is why. Again, aggressively okay. Oh, I agree And another show where the side characters the queer side characters should have been the main and it would have changed the show but in like in efforts to mainstream you took this basic main character who is not the best by far and it just continues to be aggressively okay you're the only other person who's agreed with me on that show. Usually I'm told, I'm, no, it's amazing. Wait, I'm like, I think we've it's never fine. talked about this I guess show. Yeah. I, no, we haven't. But I feel the same. I stopped watching it. Like I just kind of got done with it. Yeah. Like that that makes term. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I feel so vindicated right now. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> People agree with me. This is so new. Uh, 
uh, that brings it close to today's episode. Uh, so we're going to do a quick round of plugs. Uh, every Monday, 10 a.m., check out Venture Bros, Venture Bros podcast. Uh, and that's everything I have to plug right now. I'll let you guys do the rest of them because you do them better than I do. I'll tease a couple things. I, I, I've been talking about the Dogs podcast, and I have recorded two episodes. I haven't done them yet. Um, I just I wanted to record a few more before starting to unleash them just so I could back them up. Yeah. Um, so I and I was you know I was on set so I couldn't record any while I was working. So I'm gonna be back to recording some more and then I should be releasing it pretty soon. Um, so I, I'm sort of trying to still figure out what our format's gonna be. Um, but the first two we we talked I talked about Snatch and I talked about Best in Show. Those are the first two episodes. So they'll be coming out soon. Uh, also I on my uh, company Emily Blake sews. I, um, uh, Magnolia Clothers, uh, Clothiers released their, uh, 13th Dr. Coat for kind of the same price I was offering it for. So my company, I'm just assuming it's dead. Um, I can't, I can't compete with that. Um, cause everybody knows who they are. Nobody knows why. Um, so, but I'm transitioning and I'm going to be making a line of 13th Dr. Clothing. Um, so I'm making a skater dress, a maxi dress, a jumpsuit, a windbreaker and a bolero jacket. So keep your eyes open for that. I'll be, I'm, I'm in the process of making the prototypes and I'll be doing a photo shoot and then releasing my line online pretty soon on Etsy and on my website, uh, which is emilyblakesos.com. So, um, yeah, that's not available yet, but it's coming. So I just wanted to make people anticipate it. Very cool. Thank you. Sam plugs. Yes, every Tuesday you can listen to Samwise, an advice podcast in which I answer all of your questions using the Lord of the Rings extended editions and their special features. And if you'd like to ask a question, you can comment here on this podcast at any of the After the Hype social channels, or you can reach out at sam.wise.ath at gmail.com. Anybody else? Things to plug? Uh, mm-hmm. Follow me at, at Champagne Calcite. My name is Michaela. I do things. And I will also be releasing a skincare line soon, so y'all will see that. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, it's nice. legit. I oh, use nice. the body butter and the charcoal face mask, and they both yes. really improved my skin. If only there were a way that we could combine our businesses. <laughs> right? I'm not sure how. 13th doctor related skincare For, products? Forever, <laughs> forever young. The forever. 13th doctor line. Oh, forever there you young. go. Ooh. Girls, I got you. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to visit ATHpod.com, yes, where we then. have articles. We're working on trying to get something released every day, but we are all very busy people. So It's going to take a minute. I have a, an article series that I'm going to start doing, because it shouldn't take me too long to write it, but I'm going to review a comic book every week. Mm. Oh, nice. Because I read like 12 of them a week, mm. if not more. So I want to start reviewing. So they're not going to be timely, but they're going to be whatever book I read that week. That's on brand. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, we're after the hype. Yeah. The only book that I read timely is Doomsday Clock because I don't want anybody to ruin it for me. Mm. And this week's issue of Doomsday Clock was fucking insane. Justice League versus Dr. Manhattan. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Is that it? That's is that it? everybody? That's that is it. it. Great. Okay, so tune in next week when we discuss the highs and lows, <laughs> all of the lows of Bohemian Rhapsody. And... Bye. Bye. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. <laughs> <laughs>